Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Welcome to the 53rd episode of the Pulling Tart Podcast. We've got another fantastic guest and Robbie Willis, Director of Sales for the Hickory Crawdads, High A affiliate of the Texas Rangers. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Please help grow the podcast by sharing it on social media, telling your friends about it, and by leaving a rating or comment on Apple Podcasts. If you leave a comment, you might just hear it on the show. Hint, hint. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at It's R.A. Coon. That's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. That way, you won't miss out on any news about the Pulling Tart Podcast. Can't wait to chat with Robbie Willis right after this break. Robbie, welcome on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. Ooh, it's Robbie and Bobby. I just figured that out, actually. Um, (laughs) How did you get that flow that's in your staff picture and on the team website? And um, people can't see it right now, but um, man, I am am jealous. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, um, well, I've had it for a couple of years now. Um, actually, I think it was my first year with the Crawdads. I just kind of started letting it grow out over the summer. Um, and I think what helped it, what made it work is because, uh, you know, I wear a hat a lot when we were working outside. So, you know, in that awkward phase when your hair like just doesn't look good between short and getting it long. Um, so I had it covered up for that most part. Um, but then, yeah, so ever since then I've been keeping it, keeping it up kind of the length you have it now. Um, and uh honestly the ever since um i met my well now it's my fiance but when i first met my my girlfriend she kind of gave me some tips on how to hair maintenance uh, <laughs> that i was previously unaware of um you know i used to be the one that had the you know one one product does it all the yeah. soap hair the conditioner all in one and she kind of told me that that just that, like that's not that's not a real thing even though they <laughs> might pitch that so you know, now I'm rocking. I got a shampoo, a conditioner, and then I've got this uh, like this moisturizer spray. And, and wow. then I got, uh, yeah, I got. Um, I'm using. I believe it's called Suavecito. Is the gel that kind of keeps it in place right now. All right, so you got some some tips there. I, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm with you. I I do the shampoo shampoo and conditioner all in one. Um, I have asked some of the, you know, the pitchers that are in the press box that they have like, you know, long hair and um, I asked the one guy um, and he was just like, dude, you just got to wear a hat every single day (laughs) because because my hair grows a lot, but it grows out. It never grows down. And he said, if you if you wear a hat every single day, um, he said, you may go bald or 
your your hair will start growing down. And I was like, well, I'm not really ready to take that risk yet. So, um, but kudos to you, man. Um, also, congratulations on the engagement. Um, that does take a lot of getting used to. I'm in the phase of calling my... So it went from girlfriend to fiance to now wife. Um, so that's that takes some getting used to for sure. Just as soon as I was used to calling her my fiance, now I got to call her wife. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that happened in um, October, late October, and then um, we do have a date set for this December. So hopefully, hopefully things will be about back to normal by then. Yeah. Um, so we're we're looking forward to it <laughs> yeah um put it out as as far as you can um because we had ours in december of this year um and logistically that was a nightmare pretty much <laughs> so um with people traveling and stuff like that and of course you know me working in minor league baseball and not being from delaware originally um you know i had a lot of people traveling and that that caused some issues of course but um yeah best of, best of luck with the wedding planning um so you're the director of sales for the hickory crawdads um mm-hmm. and before we started recording i i told you that i've never been to hickory but we've played you guys a lot um i also wanted to touch on you guys have like the coolest color scheme i think out of like any team, at least in the South Atlantic League, for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, I love it. Um, the year before I got there, there was the because it used to just be the red and black um, with a kind of yeah. dated logo and, and all that. Um, and the year before, or I, I think it was the off season that I came on. They did a, the rebranding, yep. and brought in um, the new color scheme and the new primary logo and all that. Um, and honestly, it's pretty cool because now it kind of matches the Rangers with the, I don't know if you noticed, they brought on that kind of uh, like baby blue uh, Sunday unis and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, if you if you do look at our, uh, that blue that we have, that, which I do like, I've always liked it, it's kind of like that Carolina blue. Um, it is crawdad blue, and I've been told by our director of marketing that it is supposed to be, and is, well, I won't say it's supposed to be, it is indeed a mix of UNC blue and Duke blue to oh. try to, you know, have a combo there. But okay. I, would, I would say looking at it, it looks like one color might be more dominant than the other one. Sure. I'll just, I'll leave it at that. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's, man, there's levels to this stuff. Man, that is crazy. <laughs> um, so director of sales, I always like to ask my salespeople that I have come on here, um, you know, I've dabbled in sales for a long time uh what is the number one secret to sales yeah i mean so it's always hard to pinpoint one thing um because it's never i honestly with anything it's never just as simple as as like one thing but Mm -hmm. um really when i think about that just relationship building comes to mind first um and kind of just how that works is it's Honestly, you know, like we're, we're going to have a couple new group sales execs joining us, hopefully March 1st. Um, and, you know, it's it's an entry-level position. It's, you know, you, they're, they're just starting out. So sure. um, one thing one thing you notice when, like, new salespeople come in is that they can kind of get down on themselves really fast if they're not, you know, bringing in the instant sale. 
Um, and that's kind of the thing what I try to push with the relationship stuff is, you know, it's, it's a gradual process and it's one of those things that, you know, over time you'll continue to build the build relationships and that'll ultimately lead to better sales. Um, right. You know, I've gotten some of my best sales because of recommendations that someone I had said to someone else in the community. Um, and so that's, that's the easiest way is when they come to you because of word of mouth, because they know that you, know, they, you, you become trustworthy to them. Um, you know, that you're able to, you know, give them, you know, the ROI that they're looking for and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say relationship building would be, would be number one. Um, and, you know, I, I try to take it to the level, like, it's not just on the phone. It's, you know, I'll, I'll friend them on Facebook. If I see them on Facebook, comment on stuff there. Um, just small stuff like that that you might not think um, can mean a lot, does mean a lot when you're, if you're in their shoes and you're like, oh, wow, this person's, you know, really taking sure. you know, an, an interest in my life and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. I mean, pretty much all of the sales that I've made, you know, that were new or that I have grown um, have been based on relationship building. Um, and you know, some of my best ones have become my, my friends after, you know, a couple of years. Um, so, and that leads me to my next question. What is the best sale that you've ever made? And that you can put that in terms of dollar amount. You can put that in terms of growth in future years. Um, or just, you know, you found the best fit for the, for the customer. Yeah, um, so I would say the best sale that comes to mind um, was my second year with the Crawdads. I had actually moved up. My first year, I was a group sales executive, and then um, the director in front of me ended up taking a position with a team down in Florida. Um, And then the other uh, group sales exec had just previously then, but in the same offseason, had taken a position somewhere else as well. Um, So the position kind of opened up quickly for me, and I jumped on it, and so... You know, I was in this new director role and, you know, I was looking to try to prove myself and all that. Um, and honestly, after that first year, they had, I'm not even sure who they had talked to that I had worked with um, on a group outing at the Crawdads. And they reached out to me and it was um, a medical company. And they just said that they heard that, you know, we did a great job and all the employees seemed to have fun. Um, and so they were like, well, we're thinking about doing this for our employees and, you know, it was like ten, fifteen thousand dollars later. We had two Ooh. group outings for for their employees there. Um, and honestly, too, what what makes this one stand out is that they've done it. They've done something um, within you know that price range every year. Okay. And um, and I know we'll probably touch upon this later, but you know when I moved away from the crawdads, they continued it, and now I'm back, and they're still doing it. So to see how that initial sale kind of lasted and it still left a good impression and they're still, um, you know, coming back to us here is, is, uh, I, I think it's pretty good, good, good accomplishment. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty incredible. Um, I can count <laughs> on literally two fingers the, um, well, not now that I'm in insurance, but when I was in baseball, um, Two times, I think, somebody reached out to me, and that became a sale. So so you're, you're pretty lucky um, there. Um, but, yeah, sounds, that sounds awesome, man, that you have a customer that, or a client that's willing to 
come back and spend their money with you and they trust you and you know it's an ongoing thing um so that's fantastic um and you alluded to this and we'll just skip ahead to that question uh you worked for the crawdads for three years and then left and you worked one year as the assistant general manager for the greenville reds what made you want to return to hickory in the crawdads yeah, so I mean, um, to kind of get to that, I guess I'll go back to, you know, the reason why I kind of took the position in Greenville. Um, you know, I, when the position opened up, I just saw the opportunity to um, kind of broaden, you know, my skill set and, you know, take on added responsibilities that um, at the time I just didn't think um, they would come necessarily within Hickory, like in as close a time I could if I were to go take this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um so I kind of I kind of jumped on it, um, and you know obviously I, I learned a lot in Greenville and, and my time there. Um, smaller staff, obviously rookie level. There's, sure. You know, obviously the Happy League has transitioned over to a um, you know a different kind of league now. Um, yeah. Which are those the, the uh, branding and all that I've seen have been great so far. I really love all those names. Oh yeah, um, me and, too. And what they're doing there. <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah. So I mean, honestly, what happened was positions opened up um some of the higher level management the gm moved over to a parks and rec job um the agm did the same thing in hickory too with with the parks and rec job in the hudson north carolina um and so some openings happened and i kind of just followed along with it um you know kind of kept in contact with people there and um you know i reached out when i saw like that the position open up um and talked to Doug Liss, who's down at the GM in Hickory there a couple times throughout the, the summer, um, just seeing where they were at and, mm-hmm. you know, what the position might be and all that to kind of see compared to what I was doing now. Um, and, you know, it kind of added, it added more than what I had when I was there. Um, and I think the opportunity was there to kind of increase roles um, down the line as well. And then um, it also kind of worked out because I, fiance, um, I was living with her and, I think an opportunity for more opportunities for her would arise in Hickory as well. Um, she's actually from here. Okay. So that, that helped out. Um, and so, I, you know, she, she graduated mid pandemic and managed to get a full-time job about a, not even a month after that. Wow. So, um, yeah, that just the contacts and have, and around town here helped, helped her out there and ultimately helped us out. So, um, honestly the move's looking better each day coming back. So there you go. Wow. What was the size of the um, Greenville front office? Uh, so for most of the offseason, it was just myself and uh, the GM, Kristen. Um, and we were just doing everything. Um, and props to Kristen. She, she did so much. Um, I know she's, I think she's in uh, collegiate now up in uh, Miami University of Ohio. Okay. But um, she, she did a lot there. Um, full like really long hours, especially when it was just us two. And then closer to the season, probably about a month out, we brought on five full-time interns. Okay. Um, and then, but honestly, five full-time interns, but then one ended up leaving um, after the first or second homestand. So pretty much six of us, six of us there for, for that season. So uh, yeah. A lot of hours and people running all over the place, but uh, you know, at the end of it, it, you do you do feel uh, it. It is very rewarding, I'll say. Sure. You know, when you complete something like that with as little people as we had, sure, I get it. Um, you know, 
working in Beloit, of course. Um, we had <laughs> there was one year I think we had all of the interns leave by the All Star break. Um, so that was um, a little frustrating. Um, but uh, so do you, so this is the pulling tart podcast. So do you have any fun tarp stories from either Greenville or Hickory? <laughs> so, um, in, well, in Hickory, there we can get some pretty nasty storms. Okay. And, yeah, just this one time, if you ever pictured a classic YouTube ones of, like, it almost is like a tidal wave. Yep. Up, and a tidal wave came up, and not everyone... Like the, your instant reaction in that is you need to just let go of it. Sure. Or else you're going to be pulled with it. A couple people did not, and they just, they pretty much flew. <laughs> did anybody get yeah. hurt? They actually didn't get hurt. Oh, luckily. thank goodness. Yeah. Even yeah. though I saw them about 10 feet in the air. Yeah. Uh, and wow. if they listen, they know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay. But, uh, but yeah, no, that, so that's obviously looking back now since someone was hurt, it's funny to talk about. Yeah, um, sure. But then, uh, no, I mean, the one, the one in Hickory or, um, the one in uh, Greenville that comes to mind is like with such a small staff, um, you know, we had, had six people and just getting a tarp on with that many people are taking it off. It's uh, difficult. It takes a lot. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, we don't have the nicer tarps that are thinner and, you know, lighter <laughs> right so i mean it was only like five of us six of us and getting it off the one day it took uh, probably about an hour but yeah i managed to get it so that's just uh <laughs> just even thinking about it, it's just making my body yeah <laughs> yeah that bring, that brings back bad memories for me too um i did just want to briefly touch on um since we were talking about the weather um the fact that everywhere you worked has way better weather than any of the places I've worked. You worked in Savannah, Greenville, and Hickory, whereas I worked in Williamsport, Beloit, and Delmarva. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, you know, I went to college down here in South Carolina. Um, I did my undergrad at Clemson and then did my grad at South Carolina. So I've been down here since about 2009. I never really had a plan of, of going back. Um, I went back for my first two undergrad summers. I went and lived back home, but for the rest of the time, like even in the summers I was down here. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I do like it, but I will say it's in Savannah in particular, it does rain a lot. Okay. Uh, and, you know, that stadium, and I'm not sure if uh, the bananas have made any updates now, um, at least in terms of drainage and stuff, but sure. um, it didn't drain the best. So we would get pounded with rain. Um, and one, uh, there's a good one, too. One of uh, one of the guys I work with, I think it's still his like profile picture on a bunch of stuff. Um, he works with the Fireflies now, okay. uh, Jonathan Mercier. If you get a chance, look up one of his profiles. One day, we kind of knew the game was going to get banged. And we uh, tried to get the water off the infield. And if you look in his picture, we essentially started a fire. 
And if you look at the, if you look at his profile picture, um, like if you search him on, it might be on Facebook. I know it is on his Instagram, okay. but it's just him standing after lighting, like one of the puddles on fire to try to dry it out. <laughs> How do you, so what did you put in the puddle to make it catch on fire? The little gas. A little, little lighter fluid? <laughs> <laughs> Something that the groundskeeper had lying around instead of filling something up, just just poured a little bit and then okay, you know, just put a little lighter to Ooh. it. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. That's good. I like it. It's, it's yeah, it's it's quite a picture. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been in the game for a while now. What has been the best and worst promotions that you've been a part of? Sure. Um, so the best promotion and the one that comes to mind is, um, well, I guess I'll start. I, you know, I'm, I'm 29 now, turning 30 this year. So I grew up, um, I grew up a pretty big fan of wrestling and WWE mm-hmm. um, because when I was 10, it was The Rock and Stone Cold. Steve oh, yeah. Wilson was there and all that. Yep. Um, but so we had a wrestling night a couple of years back with the Crawdads and uh, we had Booker T as our guest appearance there. Uh, oh, nice! Saw the stuff with WWE, I think. Yeah, uh, I just saw him actually. Just watched the Royal Rumble uh, the other night, but uh, <laughs> getting back. Um, so we had him out, and our the general manager Douglas, who, who is there now, um, who's the GM now in Hickory. Uh, he used to wrestle in college, so okay. he was a uh, D one wrestler at Campbell University. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Booker T agreed to do just, I guess you'd call it like a little gimmick thing in between uh, one of the innings. And uh, Douglas pulled out in uh, his wrestling singlet from yep. college. Um, and then and I think he threw on a cape to just kind of give it that, you know, uh, WWE persona. Sure. And uh, so it, Booker T was out there. Um, oh, yeah. So and he also um, he likes to go by Magic Man. So that is, uh, if you ever come and we have a wrestling night, ask for Magic Man, and we'll see if we can make it happen at the Crawdads. Okay. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so Booker D was down on the field, and uh, Magic Man kind of turned heel and kind of blew some of that, you know, powdery substance that uh, rest com- wrestlers commonly use to blind their opponents. Yeah. And uh, Booker T did not like that, so he gave him, uh, I think he calls it one of his classic, a bookend. Ooh. So he did a nice little wrestling move on the field to Douglas. Um, nice. And I can, if you can imagine, I don't think uh, the hard grass is quite as forgiving as a wrestling uh, no. WWE mat would be. Not at um, all. And so I think he actually left him with a with a bloody lip. But really, it, uh, <laughs> it was it was very entertaining to see that happen. Um, <laughs> okay. It kind of it made it made the night for sure. <laughs> All right. So is that is that your best one? That yes. you okay? Oh, yeah. What's your worst one? So I I tried to think of a worst promotion and like not necessarily a worst one comes to mind. Um, honestly, I just think the ones that don't succeed as much are the ones where the front office and everyone's just not into it. Sure. Like. Um, you know, we like to do promotions and where, you know, if everyone dresses up, like that's kind of the big thing. If everyone dresses up and everyone acts like it throughout the thing, it, it's kind of a better experience all around. Right. Uh, but, you know, if you get the ones where half do it and then, 
you know, we'll let our game day staff know if half forget, and then it just kind of, it looks kind of bland. Yeah, um, I get that. But, uh, but I will say there was a, a promotion, not necessarily best or, or worst, but uh, more frightening. Um, so we have a, a place in Hickory or just outside of Hickory called Lake Hickory Haunts. Ooh. And they, yeah, it's, it's just essentially like a bunch of, uh, like, scary houses haunted houses kind of thing okay but the people that do this they are intense they are like unbelievably scary (laughs) like it if you get the chance look up their page you'll know exactly what i'm talking about afterwards and just picture about a dozen of them just walking around the concourse one for halloween night it was terrifying like we had uh, one of our staff members was afraid of clowns and he would just not, he would go nowhere near one of these clowns. I'm telling you. It, <laughs> it makes sense, honestly. Clowns yeah. are scary. But um, no, it's, it's they, they do a great job there. I mean, it's it's crazy the stuff they do. Um, but yeah, if you ever get the chance, check out check out their page. Uh, it's just, they, they'll they scare you. If you ever want to like purposely get someone scared, take them there. It's it's crazy. They're they're just like a only open in like September, October, and a little bit in November. Okay, the actors are like into it. So you guys <laughs> partnered with them? Yes, yeah. So we okay. managed to partner with them for the Halloween night. Ooh, yeah. That I think I believe cool. we a couple of them threw out first pitches. If okay, I correctly. All right, very cool. That man, that sounds awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do get what you're saying with like the theme nights and like dressing up. Because um, in Delmarva, especially, um, the age difference between, like, you know, the GM and the assistant GM and the rest of management and, like, the rest of the staff is, like, very, like, far. Um, So, like, the GM and, like, the assistant GM, like, you know, they're, like, you know, in their 40s or 50s and they're, like... I'm not dressing up like for, for, for stuff while, while the rest of us that were in our twenties, there are a couple in their early thirties. We're like, yeah, let's do this. You know, like I get, I get that on the team website, you list that your biggest pet peeve is bad drivers. And I agree. Mm-hmm. And I have an opinion on this question, but I'll let you answer it first. Which state has the worst drivers? Yeah, so I mean, um, at least in the ones I've lived in, I would say South Carolina first. North Carolina is a close second, and then Georgia. Um, You know, I'm from New York, so I've got that. I'm Mm -hmm. the typical New York driver. I want to get there, um, you know, not necessarily, probably as fast as possible while biting by the speed limit you know, and all that stuff. Whatever. Sure. But, <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's no room for stupidity. Um, I also like to use my directionals, which is not a thing in South Carolina, which I just uh, love. They don't, they don't use their turn signals? Oh, no. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that, that pisses me off, too. Um, I have a very strong opinion about which state has the worst drivers, um, and it's New Jersey by far. I, I mean, know. I could I could probably agree with you there. What uh, like what kind of reasons? Just you know, like cutting people off, not using turn signals, going fast when you're not supposed to. Um, but yeah, there 
they're definitely the worst, I think. <laughs> um, so, but I will say this. You said you're from New York, and I knew that. But your accent, it, you can tell you've been in the South for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been down here. I mean, yeah, like I mentioned, so I guess it's been over 10 years now, which is crazy. Um, but I, I think it's just, uh, it's just what happens, especially, I guess, in, in a sales role, too, where you're on the phone and you're talking to, to people a lot. And for the most part, you know, when you're talking to people in the, this area, a lot of them happen to be from the area or at least from you know the, the southern part of, like, of the country so mm-hmm. um you kind of just get i guess it just kind of grows without even thinking about it <laughs> yeah yeah i do agree with that yeah people in people in wisconsin would tell me that i had an east coast accent um <laughs> and then people in delaware um always ask me where i'm from too and i'm like i'm literally one state away from you <laughs> and and they're like, yeah, but you you sound like you're from way up north. I'm like, all right, I I don't know how to answer this, but um, so what's the craziest situation that has occurred during a game that you've had to assist with? Yeah, um, so I mean, I find it I found it kind of funny, but um, so yeah, so I guess it's kind of common knowledge that your game day staffers are probably a mix like your ushers will probably be the older crowd Mm -hmm. um uh your concessions workers are probably a mix um they're usually kind of all over the place um and then kind of the other like specialty ones usually are might be high school kids with their first job or you know maybe the first or second year college students just kind of back home or you know doing whatever oh yeah um but yeah, so this kind of happened with people in, in those age groups. So we had a uh, boyfriend and a girlfriend. They, they were working at this. The both of them decided they wanted to work at the stadium, um, you know, doing whatever. Um, one was doing one thing. The other was doing the other. But uh, so apparently on one of the days of our games before, I think it was earlier that day, I don't know if they were hanging out or something, and the girlfriend left her Apple Watch at the boyfriend's house. Okay. I don't know. She, she left to do something. Um, and so what, what I think happened was that the Apple watch started clicking, like getting notifications. And so Mm. the boyfriend being curious decided to, to check it out. And I think I'm assuming he had her password to get in or whatever, since they were dating and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, the messages he saw from those notifications were the greatest. Hmm. So, man. Uh, the next time, I think the next time they saw each other was then at the game, and they decided, he decided that would be the best time to approach her about said messages. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> little, little, uh, little yelling and uh, some some good language coming Ooh, from the concourse. Um, and, uh, yeah, needless to say, both of them did not work the rest of that game. Um, sure. we had a couple people fill in. Um, but, uh, you know, during it was honestly, it was, it was kind of entertaining to see it, but it, was it like, sounds okay, entertaining. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's, uh, let's just take this outside. You guys can go back to your car, do what you need to do. But, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's that's a new one too. Wow, that's awesome. 
I mean, it's not awesome, but it sounds extremely entertaining. Honestly, I would I would have grabbed a box of popcorn and just started eating yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's the new technology, man. It's like you, you wouldn't think that you know you just accidentally leave your watch. Oh, notifications are happening. Oh, right, right. <laughs> oh man. Um, so we'll just jump right into the the game day staff member question. Uh, what's the worst excuse? a game day staff member has ever used to call out of work. Yeah. So, um, I know you, I know you manage a lot of the game day staff. So that's why I asked that. This, uh, this one in particular, it actually comes back to a a front office intern. I'll say not necessarily a game day staffer. Okay. Um, but so we worked, uh, we work with the local high school. I think they have like a sports management class or or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they offer occasionally we'll give uh, a couple interns the opportunity to work. And I think they get class credit and maybe a grade for it on top of it. Sure. Um, for the high school. And they come during school hours um, to do it, which is a new thing in my high school. I never got. Oh, to do wow. That. Yeah. I never got to see that either. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Getting getting much more progressive than it was 10 years ago. But <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So he called in one day. And he uh, he says, "Hey, I, I can't come in today. Our management class is going to the uh, Charlotte Hornets, and um, we're getting a tour, and then we're going to the game that night." Um, which you know, at the time, you think, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." You know, we're we're about Hickory's about an hour from Charlotte, so it's kind of a common practice for management classes to kind of go take tours and stuff like that. Sure, the Hornets, or the Panthers, and stuff like that. Okay, um, but so he says that. And, you know, most of us in the office are thinking, okay, you know, that, that makes sense. Like, that's a thing that they would do. But then one of the guys in the office goes, the Hornets don't play tonight. (laughs) 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 And so we're like, oh, um, but yeah, so we looked it up and no, like they weren't playing. And so like, like, we didn't even really know what to say to him. And he came up, I forget what he used some other excuse after we told him that, like we knew this was BS because there, there's no game. Like there's nothing going on. Yeah. And uh, I forget what he said, but I know uh, the person in charge of his class was not very happy. Oh, I'm sure. To give that report. Um, but I mean that of all the excuses you can give, like when you're in high school and a, and a thing like this, you know, obviously we're not going to be that strict if you give, you know, an excuse or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but if you give something for the most part, most front offices, you'll find that pretty much the whole staff is sports fans. Oh, so yeah. So they'll be aware of, you know, when the local sports team's playing. So right. saying that you're going to go to a Hornets game when a bunch of – to a bunch of sports fans who know when they play, like – the, le- the least he could have done <laughs> is check the schedule. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> wow. Goodness gracious. Wow. I, that's a new – wow. Man. That amazes me. <laughs> all he all he had to do was just like ask Siri, "Do the Charlotte Hornets play tonight?" Like, yeah. oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> um, so I was reading your profile on the team website, and mm-hmm. you're a big Cam Newton fan. Um, mm-hmm. I am a big fantasy football fan, and I'm <laughs> interested to see your or hear your thoughts on 
Cam Newton's career. Is it over? That's the question. I don't, I mean, I don't know how else to phrase it. Yeah, I mean, I certainly hope not. Um, my fiance sitting over on the couch. She's the wording to me that he's washed up, um, <laughs> which I don't want to. I don't want to admit it. Uh, <laughs> it's it's tough, you know. Obviously, he was with Bill Belichick in New England, yep. and Bill Belichick's a very good coach. <laughs> he is, and yeah. They, he wasn't that successful, but. Um, you know, there, there could be other reasons. You know, New England had a bunch of guys sit out because of COVID this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tom Brady won a Super Bowl down in Tampa. So, you know, who knows? Maybe it was Tom Brady some part of the time. or And, you know, Belichick's just not as great. But um, also, I kind of just think I'm trying to convince myself that he's still pretty good. <laughs> Here, here's the thing with Cam Newton, though. And, like, when I whenever I watched him this season – it just looked like he could not throw the ball more than 30 yards down the field. Is, is his shoulder messed up? Um, is he and it, is he going to sign somewhere else this season? Like, where where would you like to see him sign? Yeah, I mean, he was... And I know he dealt with injuries again this year, but it does seem like he's always dealing with injuries mm-hmm. um, every year now. Yeah. And so, you know, there, I mean, there's a chance that... It, the power's not not there anymore after the decade he's you know taken in the NFL, taking hits and everything like that. Sure. Um, I mean, I would like to see him get another shot. Um, I've been trying to keep up with it, but I, he's in a he's a, she's just in a tough spot. Like I've heard possibly a reunion with uh, Ron Rivera in Washington. Okay. Um, but I, it's just aside from that, like it doesn't sound like there's too many openings which is honestly kind of the spot he was in this past year until New England signed him also. Right. Because um, he took a little while. So, um, But I think he just he just needs a chance. But, again, it's it's tough to tell because he's had two two years in a row that have just been not up to par. And, you know, yeah. injuries are a thing, and um, especially for, for a guy of his size and, and everything like that. So Sure. Um, honestly, I, I, I don't mind if he goes, like, you know, I grew up in New York, and so like for for the most part, I was a Jets fan, and so like, okay. I've never been a New England fan. But I was still like happy to see him go there if he was going to succeed. Because part of the reason I started liking Cam Newton really is like a lot of the people in North Carolina just did not like him. Yeah, for whatever reason it was, and so I I always I would always the one that was like, well, you know, he did win an MVP here, and mm-hmm. he did take you to the Super Bowl. I know they didn't win the Super Bowl, and he had that one mishap where it looks like he was supposed to dive on a ball and he didn't but yeah you know you take that away he, he did more than most quarterbacks have done this decade so does he have to be a backup next year do you think he might have to but i don't know if he'll do that okay <laughs> that makes sense yeah i i'm thinking like carolina might be a good fit I just don't know if, if the, he would go back there because of the... Well, the that's true. there now pretty much told him to pack your bags. You're, you're right in that. I didn't think about that. But yeah, the Jets could be... Um, he could battle, battle it out with, for the Bears, maybe, if, if uh, they don't trade for Carson Wentz. Um, 
which is a whole nother story. I'm an Eagles fan, so uh, um, thinking like, hmm, Jacksonville. <laughs> no chance. Uh-huh. You know they're you know they're taking Trevor. Well, that's true. That's oh, true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, maybe Indianapolis since Rivers retired. That yeah. could be another one. I feel like they have they've the front office there feels like they have a good team and they just need to fill the quarterback spot. So if yeah. Cam Newton comes in there and proves like, hey, I can throw the ball down the field, maybe. Who knows? I mean, I, he can certainly throw it as far as Philip Rivers. Um, well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Philip Rivers throws from from his hip every time. So, yeah, and the career of uh, Philip Rivers' arm uh, height evolution yeah. over the years just getting lower. Yeah, I agree. So we do have a listener question, and this is from uh, long term listener Mike Sellers. And I'm still trying to decide on what I should call the listeners. Should it be the Tarp Crew, um, Sam Fisher, which you you said you listened to her episode. Um, she said on Twitter we should call it Tarp Gang, Gang Gang. Um, so I don't I I'm torn between the two honestly. But um, so Mike Sellers asked what players that have played with Hickory during your time there were the most fun to be around? Most fun to be around? Wow. Um, I mean, for the most part, they were all, you know, very friendly and and nice and whatnot, but um, I'm trying to think. Probably in, like, uh, 2018, and actually he'll come up maybe a little later too, uh, like uh, Yohel Pozo, um, and there are a few guys on the, the all-star team. Um, actually, Sam Sam Huff as well, who's in the majors now. Um, he was a great guy. Um, and that's kind of, like, at least in, in my role, I don't, uh, I never really interact with the players too, too much. Right. Um, but the only ones that we talked to more were the ones that usually made the all-star game, which um, I don't know if they're going to be doing all-star games anymore. But you Who know, knows? With, with the times, but yeah. um, those were the ones that we would probably interact with the most, just because it would be you know usually the front office would try to go, and then the the select couple of those guys would go. Um, but no, I mean I think yeah they they were they were just entertaining and, and funny and stuff like that. Um, but I would say if if you do um, if that listener wants to reach out, I know uh, our director of marketing Ashley Salinas. She's definitely got some stories, okay, um, and people who have entertaining. So feel free to reach out to her. She controls the the Crawdads Twitter too. All so, right. Um, if you want to, just ask a question there, and she'd be happy to answer. Yeah, sounds like another person we should have on the Pulling Tart podcast <laughs> in the future. Um. So, Robbie, where can the listeners find you on social media? Yeah, so I mean, yeah, on Facebook it's pretty easy. Just type in my name, okay, and you'll find me on there, um, no problem. But uh, you know, obviously, I would like you guys to follow the Crawdads. Um, pretty much Hickory Crawdads across the board. Yep. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook as well. Um, and then you know, if you guys are interested in the random retweets of the uh, Liverpool Knicks 
um, some other random stuff and then a random thought to go with it. Um, right. You can follow me. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and uh, yeah, just uh, Willis underscore RA. Pretty much my last name and my two initials. So. All right. Awesome. And so you've listened to a couple episodes, I know. And you know I end with the same question. What has been your favorite walk-up or warm-up song in your career, and whose was it? Yeah, so um, I'm going to bring up Yohel Pozo again. He was a minor leaguer, and I am going to absolutely butcher this <laughs> song name. It's, okay. it's in Spanish, and it's it's Gaia Boo by Lero Shack El Sofoque. All right. Okay. So... And if you need it, G-U-A-Y-A-B-U is the song title. So maybe okay. if you Google that, maybe you'll get the rest of it. All right. There. I'm sure I'll find it on YouTube. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, it kind of it gets you it gets you going. It gets you, like, want to, like, stand up out of your seat and, like, do something. So for, for a walk-up song, I would say that that's, it, it's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Gotta love that. Um Thank you so much, Robbie, for taking the time out of your evening, having a drink with me. Um, I learned some fantastic things about you and the Crawl Dads, um, and this is a great interview. Again, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time. Oh yeah, no thanks, thanks for having me. Um, I love it. Say, so, you know, I've started. Um, uh, I guess I'm a relatively. Uh recent listener but you know i'm gonna have to catch up in my spare time on some of the older ones but now you got me on the the weekly um i got it on when i when i get ready in the morning so i always look forward to it love (laughs) it thank you thank you man um that's what it's all about um you know getting out of baseball was was tough for me um but you know sharing stories and networking with other people and hearing their stories um that's what it's all about um so I, I just really appreciate you listening to all the other old episodes and, and taking the time out of your evening. Um, thank you so much. Well, no, and uh, yeah, thank you again. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was fun. <laughs> absolutely. Listen to the Pulling Tarp Podcast, distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.